Inside ADHD is ADHD Family's official podcast that provides parents with current research about ADHD and strategies for helping their children. ADHDfamilies.ca is a resource website for parents of children who have ADHD. All of the resources have been evaluated by experts in the field of ADHD, so parents can feel confident that they are receiving trustworthy information. For more information, visit ADHDfamilies.ca, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. If you have a specific ADHD topic that you would like to hear about on our podcast, please send your suggestions to ADHDfamilies at canlearnsociety.ca. and welcome to Inside ADHD. My name is Krista Forand and I'm a registered psychologist at the CanLearn Society in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I'm so happy because this is our second uh, podcast episode for the month of October because October is ADHD Awareness Month and this year we're doing a special four-part series called The Four Pillars of ADHD Treatment and today we'll be talking about the second pillar which is healthy lifestyle. Before we get to that, I just have a quick announcement um, for people in the Calgary area and beyond, perhaps. Uh, The Centre for ADHD Awareness Canada, also known as CADAC, is an excellent site that provides a lot of great information about ADHD, and it's also great because it has Canadian content. Um, So you can visit their website at www.ca ddac.ca, kadak.ca. Kadak is having their annual conference in Calgary, Alberta on October 14th and 15th, 2017. That's coming up right around the corner here. Myself and other ADHD family team members, as well as staff from the CanLearn Society, will be speaking at this conference, and it'll be really great to see you there. So if you're interested in going to that conference, check out the Kadak website for more details and how to register. So, as I said before, it is ADHD Awareness Month, and we're offering a series of podcasts called the Four Pillars of ADHD Treatment. So, each week in the month of October, we're going to release one episode per week that focuses on one of these pillars. Last week, we talked about education, which is more about learning about the disorder and learning more about what it is, what it isn't, and how it affects you or your child specifically. Um, The second pillar, which is what we'll talk about today, is lifestyle, and the third and fourth pillars are strategies and medication, which we will get to in our third and fourth episode this month. So we really believe that the four pillars are a good way of understanding how best to treat ADHD because they consider the whole person and they treat the disorder in a more holistic way rather than simply relying on one single treatment approach. Now, before we get to our topic today of healthy lifestyle, I also wanted to remind people that if you've been a long-time listener, or perhaps you're a new listener to Inside ADHD, 
and you have benefited from this podcast, please consider showing us your support by posting a review for our podcast in iTunes, because this will help get the word out to others who may benefit from Inside ADHD. So, like I said before, in our last episode of this four-part series, we talked about the first pillar of ADHD treatment, which was education, or basically learning more about ADHD. Because the more you learn about the disorder, the more you will be able to understand how the symptoms look in your child's life or in your life, and then in turn you'll have a better understanding about what types of changes you might like to make to help improve your life or your child's life. So the next pillar we're going to talk about is making some of those changes, which the second pillar of ADHD treatment is healthy lifestyle. So what do we mean when we say healthy lifestyle? Basically what we're looking at with healthy lifestyle is the three key areas that are important to consider are sleep, exercise, and diet. It's really important to understand the importance of good sleep, exercise, and diet habits in treating ADHD, as these things definitely provide a good baseline from which to start when you're using other strategies for ADHD and or medication. If one or more of these areas, sleep, exercise, diet, is neglected or there's serious problems in those areas, it will be more difficult for a child or an adult with ADHD to benefit from other aspects of ADHD treatment. So what I mean by this is, for example, if a person is very sleep deprived because they have poor sleep habits, their ADHD symptoms will increase and they will have more difficulty dealing with daily stressors, regardless of whether they use other strategies or medication. So let's talk about each of these areas separately and why they're really important to consider when treating ADHD. We're going to start with sleep. So if you haven't listened to our previous podcast about ADHD and sleep, please go back and listen to that as we discuss several strategies very specifically for helping to improve sleep. Now many individuals with ADHD do have sleep difficulties. And this is why it's extra important to actively engage in good sleep habits which include things like consistent bedtimes, going, so going to bed at the same time each night, and consistent bedtime routines that involve activities that help settle the body and mind and prepare, your, prepare you for sleep. And like I said before, if a person is sleep deprived, their ADHD symptoms will be worsened by that sleep deprivation, and they'll have more difficulty dealing with daily stressors regardless of whether they're using other strategies or medication to treat the disorder. And this is why it's so important to do everything you can, um, if you're a parent of a child who has ADHD, to create consistent bedtime routines for your child, or if you're an adult with ADHD, to create them for yourself. And if you or your child have significant challenges with sleep, it may be a good idea to speak with your family doctor about this, particularly if the sleep challenges continue on even after you have set up very good sleep routines and habits. Some individuals with ADHD may have additional sleep disorders that may require additional treatment over and above what would be used to treat ADHD. So it's important to speak to your family doctor about this if you have a concern about that. It's also important to understand that if you or your child are working with a doctor 
to find an appropriate ADHD medication, having good sleep habits will help you and your doctor to make decisions about medication and dosing of that medication a lot easier if sleep is well managed because you won't be having to deal with the added problem of how sleep deprivation may be contributing to the worsening of those ADHD symptoms. So when you do have good sleep habits, it's a lot easier to say yes or no to whether a medication or a certain dose of medication is actually helping because the sleep isn't this confounding variable that's sort of creating question in your mind and in the doctor's mind around whether or not the meds are actually helping. On to the second area in the healthy lifestyle pillar, exercise. So we know that exercise is important for everyone, for all of us, to stay healthy and to fight off disease and illness, but it's really important to understand how crucial exercise can be for those who have ADHD. So Dr. John Rady, who's written a book called Spark, The Revolutionary New Science of Exercise in the Brain, has researched ADHD and exercise. And he, uh, interestingly, encourages people to think of exercise as medication. And what he really means by this is that exercise releases certain, it releases certain chemicals in the brain that help with regulating our mood and attention, which is very similar to what medications do. When we exercise, the brain releases endorphins, which then help us to improve our mood. It also releases things like dopamine and norepinephrine, which helps to improve attention and focus. These are the chemicals, dopamine and norepinephrine, that appear to be found in lower levels in the brains of people who have ADHD, particularly in that frontal lobe region, which we know is responsible for all the executive functions like planning and time management and organizing. Basically, exercise is a free or very low cost and easy way to treat ADHD. Dr. Rady mentions that most individuals will still need other strategies and many will need medication as well, but exercise helps to support the effectiveness of those other approaches in treating ADHD. So what are we talking about when we talk about exercise? Simple ideas include things like walking your dog, running, hiking in nature, which um, interestingly as well has also been found that it's more effective to do exercise outdoors than indoors like in a gym. Playing a team sport like soccer or an individual sport like skiing, riding your bike. It's really important to help kids find physical activities that they find fun so that they'll want to actually continue doing those activities. Now let's move on to the last part of the healthy lifestyle pillar, which is diet. So diet is also important to consider, along with sleep and exercise, as the food that we put into our bodies does affect things like our mood and our attention and our energy levels. Now when I talk about diet, I'm not talking about special diets that have been created to treat or cure ADHD. I'm talking about healthy balanced diets that include fruits, vegetables, proteins, and carbohydrates. Because research overall has not shown su uh, sufficient evidence that any specific type of diet 
particularly when we look at things like restricting certain foods, there's not a lot of evidence to show that that actually treats or cures ADHD. With that being said, all individuals have unique reactions to foods, and some of us may have allergies or sensitivities, so working with your doctor or a dietitian when these issues come up may be beneficial. But it's really important to understand that restrictive diets may actually be harmful, particularly for growing children. So it's always recommended to find ways to have a balanced diet that provides a variety of vitamins and nutrients as well as the appropriate amount of calories for the growing body. Keep in mind too that being hungry can also make it hard for us to pay attention and fully engage in daily activities. It can also make some of us very irritable. So it's important to ensure that we are eating regularly and that we're eating foods that provide energy rather than those that make us feel sluggish and tired. And again, you know, if you have any concerns about diet, you can speak with your family doctor about that. So before we wrap up, I just wanted to pose some questions for you to consider if you're considering making changes to improve your healthy lifestyle. Consider some of the following. What areas of lifestyle may be getting in the way of being more successful for you or for your child at managing ADHD symptoms? Really take note of that and think about it honestly. You might want to write down some notes so that you can see them on paper. Next, think about what small changes you can make that are easy that you could start doing today. This might include things like cutting back on sugary treats by specifically choosing not to buy soda anymore. Or it might include something like helping your child create a checklist of the activities that they will do when getting ready for bed to help them implement a more consistent bedtime routine. When it comes to exercise specifically, what small changes could you make? An example might be going for a walk on your lunch break at work, taking the stairs more often, or choosing to play outside more often with your children. Remember, you don't have to become uh, a marathon runner. That's not the types of commitments that, that are realistic for most people. So what kinds of small things can you do to bring more physical activity into your life? And then go from there. If you're a parent, consider how you can model healthy lifestyle choices to your children. So this may include things like buying less junk food and having it around the house less, having more fresh fruits and vegetables in the house. Remember, this is really important for any of these areas of sleep, exercise, or diet. Always start small and simple in the area that is most important to you that, is, that seems to be the most problematic. Don't feel like you have to make huge changes in all areas of your lifestyle. Find one or two small things that you feel like you could start changing today or tomorrow and give it a try. And then from there you can decide what else you might want to change. If you'd like more information about ADHD and healthy lifestyle, visit the ADHD Families website and check out the Lifestyle and ADHD section under the ADHD Resources tab. Thank you so much for joining us for our second episode in our four-part series on the four pillars of ADHD treatment. Tune in next week when we're going to discuss our next pillar, which is strategies. Thanks so much again for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.
Thanks for listening to Inside ADHD, the official podcast for ADHDfamilies.ca. For more information about ADHD and how to help your child, visit ADHDfamilies.ca, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. If you have benefited from the Inside ADHD podcast, please help spread the word to others by posting a review in iTunes. If you have a specific ADHD topic that you would like to hear about on our podcast, please send your suggestions to ADHDfamilies at canlearnsociety.ca.